Hello, me hearties, or something along those lines. Hello, and welcome to this number three one shot of Blood on the Severn Beginnings 1747. This is a vampire, the masquerade chronicle that will be set in Bristol, England. And uh, we have been doing this uh, as a series of historical one shots for our uh, upcoming chronicle. Uh, right now, Blood on the Severn is on pause. More on that and news and updates uh, coming to you uh, during the break. Um, and uh, this is the third week in a row that we have lovely, lovely disaster ghouls saving our skins and coming and playing with us live. So without further ado, with me tonight, let's introduce yourselves in character. So, Nat? Hello, um, I'm Nat. I'm playing Jacinta, who is a gangrel. Mitch? Uh, I am playing Kraken, the Nosferatu. <laughs> Elping? I'm playing Zechariah Dunson of Clan Giovanni. And the lovely Cedar. I'm playing Mr. Charlie Shrike of Clan Bria. So, there you go. A really interesting mix of clans and characters. Um, this is first things first um we have we have been trying this is a third week you know rather we've been trying um streaming um our games through online platforms remotely because you know wash your hands don't go out stay safe <laughs> and all that um we are still no masters of it says he who's never a master of anything but um we we might run into some hurdles so bear with us everything is in the capable capable hands of uh the dilly so we have our tech ghoul in the background and um if everything explodes just wait a minute and we'll be back maybe a little scorch but we'll be back um so the year is 1747 and this is a very interesting time during the the history of Bristol because this is the, the tail end of what was the golden era of piracy across the globe. Um, actually, for 1747 is one of the years that it, uh, the trade in Bristol started to come to become more strained, uh, so to speak. Um, one of the important aspects is that is that Bristol is second or third most important port and harbor in the UK. And right now, one of the things that is most profitable is the slave trade. So we're in the middle of the slave, uh, in the slave trade era. Uh, there are many people with thoughts for and against it, uh, especially for slavery, sadly. Um, this is a very dark time in uh, in the history of humankind, but there are some that are uh, trying to make waves or at least change the status quo. Sadly, none of them are present in the middle of the night during a midnight slave auction. In one of the, the by sides of, of Bristol, right in the hold of a ship that was supposed to be important cotton. There is a group of slaves that are being auctioned. Charlie is there 
Charlie Shrike is there with his uh, um, sire, the the very fiery um, Elizabeth, and uh, and they're there. Yes, to be in the auction and yes to participate, but for a very different reason. So, if you could please describe uh, Charlie to us, Cedar. Um, Charlie is in his late 30s ish. He is a um, six foot tall Aboriginal man and he has long black hair that kind of hangs down to his chest. He's wearing a, like a bead necklace and he's wearing face paint that is a black stripe from his lip to his chin. Um, he's wearing a pair of elk hide pants, but on top of it, he's wearing like a, a fashionable shirt for the time and a jacket with moccasins. So, um, Elizabeth, um, she she is a, a white European woman. Uh, she is dressed more like a sailor from a crew than like a, a lady of society. Um, very practical clothing, trousers, high boots, uh, a loose uh, white shirt, and, and a vest with her hair on a ponytail. And um, over the course of the night, you two exchange glances looking for very specific slaves to buy from this trip. You managed to get two of the three you were aiming for. And right at the end, after that, the those parts, uh, those exchanges happen. Uh, by the time Elizabeth is about to go and and pay um, and reclaim the property, uh, she approaches you and says, "Can you keep an eye on the one who's getting away?" Well, I could keep an eye on him, or I could do something far more useful. I'll leave it in your capable hands, honey. Okay, so I'll just kind of like scope it out and and stand a, you know, a not suspicious distance away and keep an eye on this guy. Okay, so the third um, person that you're looking at is, is also an Aboriginal man. Uh, some of them had been taken uh, slaves. And, uh, and you've been scouting and trying to find the ones that have been brought so you can buy them and free them. So it's sort of like a... I mean, it's not ideal, but then when one of them is... You're not able to, to buy because you're short on funds, then you just forcefully liberate them. Uh, this this guy looks... It's youngish, around 17, 18. Fetch a high price, probably because it's young. In the prime, in the, you know, in the prime of his youth, he's he's a strong, uh, looking worker. So he, he he was kind of out of Elizabeth, but Elizabeth's budget. He was uh, purchased by a a couple that looked very pleased with their purchase. They're only getting the one slave. Um, they make quick 
work of of the exchange of money money changes hand um and then they they bring they they with them and uh, they have a servant to attend them and they okay. they walk into the out of the ship into the pier and start going towards the city i'm gonna and, follow them excellent give me uh you're gonna be shadowing them so i'm gonna ask you to do me a It's going to be a composure plus stealth roll because basically you're going to be walking around. I'm not going to say crowd because it's far from from crowded, but you're trying to, you know, not look like you are actually chasing people. Okay, that's four successes. Okay, not that's not a, bad. It's a good roll. Um. You work like anybody else, like minding your own business on the docks. Uh, even though Charlie's an Aboriginal man, uh, and and he he clearly is not, you know, the typical European white European you would see um, around in the rest of of England. Bristol has a lot of influx of people from other places, and especially down the docks, very common to see all sorts, and therefore he looks very nondescript and uh, doesn't doesn't draw any attention to him um the couple have a a small uh cart that is drawn by um by a mule um but it's very small and it's it packed with other stuff so the man sends the cart with his uh with his woman And uh, someone who could who could be a younger son or assistant or someone someone who is clearly with them, not a slave, but is helping them and aiding them. You are not quite sure, uh, but they they move onwards, and this man just holding the rope walks with the man. Okay, I'm gonna. Get a little bit close to them. I don't want to lose them, but I don't want to out myself. So okay. I'm a little more eager now. Okay. So are you going to be uh, chasing them down uh, for a while, or are you looking to make a move sort of soonish? I'm thinking that as soon as they get into an area where I can jump them without anybody noticing, very obviously, I'm going to do that. Cool. Do me a resolve plus stealth while you keep your focus and wait for the the most opportune time. Uh, 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 uh. Come on, roll 20. Don't do me like this. You can do it. <laughs> it logged me out for a second. All right. Cool. I'm back. Oh, it's okay. Oh, you're back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't take okay. long. So that I... was stealth and what was the other one? Uh, resolve. And then again, four successes. You're on a roll. <laughs> you, it pays off. It pays off. Eventually, it pays off that you walk some paces behind, you know, 
and then sometimes they turn on a street and they in and you don't turn just to make sure that they're not looking at you but then backtrack and and do follow them and do that for a few uh for a few streets um until you arrive to an area that is a lot more desolate a lot less populated and a lot darker okay um hmm. i'm gonna take a quick second and take my shirt and coat off and just leave it on the sidewalk okay and then i'm gonna approach them um are you gonna make it like evident that you're approaching them oh yeah Oh yeah, okay. I'm just gonna walk right up. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool, cool. I'm rolling. I'm happy with my rolls. I'm not happy with my rolls. <laughs> um, so, of course, at some point, the man turns and sees you, and sort of like pulls to his slave and and goes from the cobbled stones on the on the ground to what would be the sidewalk um that part that is not paved of that road uh as if getting out of your way okay i'm gonna kind of like square up to him so he knows i'm talking to him make eye contact and i'm gonna say what do you think you're doing well I I'm, I'm going to my house, of course. What do you think you are doing? I think I'm going to take that boy from you. And he just protectively sort of like tugs the the rope for, to, to get the kid behind him. Oh, and no, from his, don't. Don't worry. He's not in danger. You're in danger. From his coat, he produces a small flintlock pistol. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not afraid to use this. I doubt that. And then I'm going to jump him. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to shoot you first. Okay. Fair. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really hate that. Firearms in this era are so crap. <laughs> I mean, there we go. Oop, oop. And um, that is pathetic. <laughs> um, Take three superficial halved, rounded up to two superficial damage. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he shoots you. He's quite loud, and it's the bright sparks and the smell of gunpowder, and and that little bit of a of a puff of smoke that's created between the two of you. And of course, you feel it. And he sort of pushes you back a bit. 
But I mean, something that could have killed a, a mortal, not because of the, the shot placement, but because of the, 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 the reason a lot of people that have gunshot wounds, which was infection. It's for you, it's, it's nothing. And as you walk through the smoke, you have the man face to face. I'm going to put a hand on his neck and then a hand on his shoulder. And I'm going to say that was extremely rude. And then I'm going to use lethal body and essentially just try to part his head from his shoulder. Um, um, could you, could you please do, um, strength plus roll check? You're not using other disciplines or rousing or anything, right? Um, I'm going to use lethal body. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be aggravated damage to a mortal. Okay. Okay. Strength plus roll, please. Yeah. It's going to be one way because he already used his shooting energy and he's. He was not expecting you to survive that. Please fail. <laughs> Let me see. Did it not go? Oh. Strength. Strength plus brawl. Uh, you can add your specialty for... Oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> Um, for, forget about the specialty, your role <laughs> specialty of unarmed mortals, because it applied there. Uh, well, no, he's not. Technically, he's not unarmed. So yeah, it didn't apply. Hmm. So those those greeny numbers mean well. You're lucky that you got two normal dice rolling ten, because you have a ten on your hunger die, but you will make a critical, a normal critical instead of a messy. For a total of four, five, six, seven uh, successes, and you had a margin of one. Sorry, a static difficulty of one. So that has a, a margin of six aggravated damage to the mortal. So, yes, exactly as you described it, Charles Strike walks past the, the puff of, of, of gunpowder smoke, puts a man on, on uh, a hand on the man's shoulder, and says, That was it rude and with the other hand just tears at it and and literally opens him from neck down to his sternum he doesn't rip him apart but he's clear and it's destroyed the man that's tied behind him is kind of scared shitless because okay. I would assume that yeah Sean I did this all in front of him yeah, also you will feed, I would assume. I'm going to feed in a second. I'm just uh, going to drop drop the body as of right now, and I'm going to grab the rope, and I'm going to pull him towards me, and I'm going to take... No uh, resistance. I'm going to take the knife out of the waistband of my, my pants, and I'm going to cut the rope. I'm going to look at him, and I'm going to say, you better get the fuck out of here. And then I'm going to turn back to the body. Um, the fact that you speak to him in his tongue is very striking to him and he does reply the Wendigo 
and starts running as you start feeding from not just the blood, but the organs. I'm gonna eat that guy's heart. Oh, okay. Um, you have a resonance. Um, you will have sanguine resonance. Sorry, choleric. I read the wrong column. The choleric. He was like, you know, you know. Actually, you you drove him to a very bad place. So, so that's the story of a of a poor forced labor who met an awful end. Not all of them meet such destinies. On that auction that night, there was also a man walking about, making the necessary purchases. Some of them even became trades. Give me three of those slaves. I will give you two of my old ones, and I'll pay you the difference, or vice versa. Someone who knows how to do the trade. Often enough, he would go from dealing to a corner to talk to a man, and then again deal and do anything he needs to do, and then go back and talk to a man. And this person ends up doing a lot of profitable um, exchanges, and through his hands, not a single slave passes. Everything is agreed, everything is taken care of, somebody else is doing it. Alistair Dunstern approaches his brother after a, a hectic night of business. I believe that would be it. We have all, all the all the deals we wanted. Looks like it. And the uh, others from my line of work seem to have not gotten all of theirs. Yeah. Well, I'm really worried about well, about you know who. She's been she's been still making waves. She's been still getting our getting into our business and I'm worried that she wasn't here tonight and of course you both know this is someone you have been having issues in the past um, on all of your ventures the problem is that Valeria Rogers is also an anarch and one in of kind of good standing that doesn't mean that she doesn't want to see you fall and the feelings mutual don't worry about her too much she should be getting what's coming to her soonish hmm soonish come on let's leave I think this is yeah. done for the night yeah we have all we came for uh, is there a dinner tonight, or...? Yes, um, actually, we're going to meet, uh, for dinner. We're going to meet with, uh, dinner. Um, <laughs> um, the moment you step into the streets and you stop the business like, Alistair's demeanor changes a lot. And he starts to talk to you as your brother, because he is. 
So you're saying Sunish. What do, what do you mean with Sunish? Not in the streets, but I have someone on it. It's should be there's a he should be done with the job this night, and then we can send him directly to her. Oh, 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 excellent. And when did you yes. set up? Is, is, is it one of your your friends? What? Now, come on. Uh, business partner, but <laughs> oh, come on, don't kill me. Like, I, I'm your brother. Tell I, me. He doesn't exactly have the prettiest face, but uh, calls himself Kraken. Oh, oh. So he, he does like exist and, and everything, right? Yeah, he does. Oh, Quite he a seems, character. Uh, if he's as ugly as I've heard, he, he it's probably it's probably uh, a bit too flattering the description. <laughs> and you laugh and joke about yeah. it, like, and at some point you pass over, you know, in front of those areas that have uh, sex workers and and the like. And jokes are passed uh, amongst the owners of the establishment who buy uh, slaves on an occasion for, for uh, as servants. Um, uh, but also uh, trying to figure out what would be a good way to find uh, next week's family dinner. But how about, the, how about that one? That one looks nice. Okay. Once you get home, dinner is served. Out of the Dunstern family, the only blood of the Dunstern, the true blood of the Dunstern, is the two of you and an older cousin. Um, but she's here mostly to, to aid and help. And she has made sure that dinner is there for the three of you because family is still important. And you sit yes. around the table and you hold hands. And, and she looks at the both of you asking how the night went. And you have a, a very cordial and, and happy conversation. The dinner is great. The food is as you remember it from your Up living to days. The point. Yes. And she does have the touch of your grandmother when she seasons the meat. Yes. It, it, it brings special flavor to it. And, um, and as we leave this happy trio having a very lovely family dinner and move our sides around the kitchen, we can see all the work she has gone through to prepare that man. Because the Dunstrings, when they like someone, they really mean they like someone. And it's more likely for them to eat you than for them to kill you in any other way. But yes, it is the middle of the night of the third night of sailing your body is sore kraken you are in this crate in the hold and uh, and you do know that after the ship left bristol a couple of hours later the small ship with your crew 
sailed behind her. And they would wait till the third day to come and pick you up. They've been sailing, tailing, they better be. You still check on your on your pocket and you have the stone that was given by your crewmate. They will find you as long as you keep this safe. But it's time and it's quiet. What do you do? Okay. So I'm on the inside of the ship. I'm you are, hold. yes. You're in the cargo hold and you ask by someone who will give you information to do this little favor. In exchange for finding the whereabouts of the business of uh, Valeria Rogers, you, you need to get this sorted. You need the, this ship needs to be lost in the North Sea. This is one of the ships that is in the little private enterprise of Valeria Rogers. And uh, your contact, Zachariah, said that since you both have a common enemy, you help him with this. He'll help you find the woman who betrayed your sire, killed him, and took his ship. The ship she tricked him into build for her. Okay, so I will, um, you know, basically go to the inside of the hull and kind of <clears throat> tear my way out. Um, I, I, I don't really want to, I don't want the water to start coming in yet. So I've probably located a, a, a good point that I can use to get out because I want to be on the outside of the ship. Oh, you want to, you want to go out. Okay. Um, are you going to be using any of your disciplines? Uh, yes, I will activate um, a kind of grip so that I can. Okay. So stay in your character, held onto the outside of the in ship. In your character sheet, in the bottom, can you do a rouse check? I can. And you don't go hungry. So for the rest of the scene, you start literally climbing with your bare hands and feet digging your fingers and toes into the hardened wood of the hull mostly along the beams until you find uh, that you have climbed enough to be above the waterline you can hear the water splashing on the outside hitting the hull um as the seal of the of the sea as the ship fails. So I kind of use my unnatural strength to kind of So you're gonna go with prowess pull. prowess too. Um yes. You know me, I you like know. those rouse checks. Maybe people get hungry, maybe people do. Do get hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah. you get a little bit hungry er. It's fine. Hungry hunger two and uh, just there at the bottom of the sheet you can just put it <laughs> yeah, yeah. um you you go dig your fingers in it and uh, and 
push through. What's your strength? Um, three. So I was saying with with prowesses. Six. six. So you got <laughs> strength three, potence three, for a total equivalent strength of six. But also, uh, lethal body is the one you have. Yeah. It allows you to. It also ignores some sort of like armor or hardness rating. So mm-hmm. it feels when once you call upon the blood, it becomes very easy to dig through this hardened wood. And so crack I'm, it open. I'm, I'm obviously using silence of death as well. So and no one can hear a single sound. You create. <laughs> An opening big enough for you to get out. A little bit of water might splash in, but you can get out and climb, sort of, using your hands and feet over the hole. Mm-hmm. So what he'll do now is um, basically go around the outside of the hole under the water line and kind of not make holes, but but make little cracks and weakening the wood kind of all the way around um, until he gets to the other side. Does your descendant of Celio's uh, lore sheet allows for a role to identify um, weaknesses in structures? I believe there is a difficulty check to it. Yeah, sorry, I did not. No, it's okay. This could be very interesting also. That's a good moment to bring up that um, we're using lord sheets. And uh, in this case, uh, Kraken is a descendant of Celia. Uh, or at least, not di- I mean, directly, but not too close. Um, he he has the gifts and, and the knowledge and the training of someone who knows how to, how to build stuff and how to create. It, it says I instinctively know where the weaknesses are. I hate when things um, are open. But, but there's a difficulty <laughs> role for me to actually destroy it. Oh, yes. Yes. Difficulty for it. Okay. How long do you want Which this you to? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my question. What's the effect? Do you want it to start making water slowly or do you want it to, do you want to weaken it enough so once you do the final one it just it's a cascade like a domino effect and it's super difficult to okay yeah yeah so he's he's basically going to make kind of different weak points on the wood around the ship and then at some point we'll just tear a hole in it and this is going to be an interesting those points will kind of crack and make chaos so this is going to be an interesting one because this is going to be a strength plus craft shipbuilding check. Strength plus craft. Okay. Yes, I love crazy rolls. You <laughs> add to the total your... So you add, add a number of dice to the roll equal to your prowess because... Mm-hmm. Well, equal to your potence because prowess adds also to strength checks. So that's going to be... Yeah. And then does bit. my specialty yes. also apply which is yes uh, shipbuilding on craft yes yes that that is exactly the the, the specialty because you okay. know how to build them and of course how to destroy them for those of you who are watching the screen and seeing a, a disgusting amount of dice 
Um, it, that that's what Kraken does. <laughs> uh, seven successes. That is enough because I had set it at six. Oh, nice. <laughs> enough for you. So Kraken climbs down and moves. Sort of, sort of a a, a 1700s version of, of an undead Spider-Man. No needing to hold your breath. Just you feel the very cold water washing all the way around you as you start making cracks, pulling here and there. And at some point at the end, when you are moving from fore to aft, you dislodge you, you, the, the rooter, rudder, yeah. that one. You dislodge it from position. So they, and, and you would imagine what would happen upstairs. People would go like, you know, we lost the steering. For, for just for the last thing, mm -hmm. I'll turn signs of death off. So they hear the, the, the cracks and things going. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, and that's when you literally tear to the last joint that was sort of keeping things together and let go and the ship continues without you but the loud creaking of the wood as it starts making water and and it starts like some areas of the ship are wanting to pull upwards while the weight of the cargo is just tearing things out it, it is it is an awful a dreadful noise loud and uh well if if you need to breathe breathe air to leave the prospect of it is quite quite daunting now all of you all of you um so you see all of them start screaming and start doing things the ship just keeps on moving you see the lights on it you're just staying there afloat on the water. I, will, I will dive underwater and basically be swimming under the ship. Okay. Uh, the, the the ship it eventually stops, but you see her, like, you see a moment in which the it's starting to make water go sideways and then cracks. And that's it. The moment it cracks, and it cracks all the way along the lines that you have weakened, once the, the hole cracks, you still you, you start seeing people jumping overboard. Okay. Um, well, unfortunately for one of those people, um, I am going to swim and basically drag them under the water and feed on them. Oh my god! Can I do? Can I get a? Uh, what's your strength plus athlet athletics? Pool. For swimming. You have the specialty in swimming. Can I? Um, and prowess will apply as well. Yes, yes. What is the total of that disgusting pool? Ten. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, pretty much like a shark underwater, moving with preternatural speed. You, you go for one of the guys that jumps on over. You know, jumps overboard, lands in the water, and when he starts to swim upwards after, after the dive, you pull him by the leg into the depths to feed. I would assume. 
I will fully drain him. Fully drain him because it makes no sense to just feed and then let him drown. Yeah. Okay. You get uh, your hunger to zero. It is a few hours of escalation. Some people manage to get some rowboats down. There's a, there's some survivors, but the ship is lost. Okay. You, of course. Have I, are, are survivors okay? Have I been told that survivors are okay? Or... Yeah, well, so survivors, they can be, like, the, the, the important thing for Sakuraya was for that ship to, to sink. Okay. Anything else, not paying for it. Okay. Not not doing any additional favors. Oh, they can they can be on their robots then. That's fine. Okay, you <laughs> swim, um, instinctively backwards, mm -hmm. treading water sometimes, or just floating there waiting. Um, it gets it's cold. I mean, you have no body heat yourself, and whatever little sort of inspiration, sorry, um, temperature that you could get from your animated corpse stolen away rapidly by the surrounding waters. But not too long ago, not, not too long after that, not too long after that, you see in light in the distance of a ship approach, approaching. And you know who they are. And, he, and you know it's your crew. And you know they got your back. <laughs> um, I'll swim towards them. Swim back to my ship. Is it done, Captain? Yes. Back to Bristol, then. Let's get our payment. Let's take your back, boys! And they start making the route back to Bristol. It will be a few days sail. So it's a good thing you had a good, uh, a plentiful. Um, I missed the opportunity before I, I move on to, on to our next scene. I missed the opportunity of a description from both Kraken and Zachariah. So if Mitch, could you please? Describe Sakura, uh, sorry, Kraken for us. Mm -hmm. Now that uh, he's on in deck and he's no longer a shadow on the waters, sinking ships <laughs> and, and killing people. Yep. Um, so Kraken is um, quite tall. He's about six foot four. He is a male. Um, he is Caucasian. Uh, but his skin is very kind of, it's like a, a pale gray. Um, and he has kind of long, stringy black hair and eyes that are a little bit unnervingly far apart and a mouth full of crooked teeth. Um, and his arms are, are very long, kind of just a, just a little bit unnaturally long. So he, he has quite odd and uncomfortable proportions um he's obviously he's quite strong but all the muscles are kind of like stretched because they're over this like length um and yeah that's, yeah that's 
Um, Elfings, how is how does Zachariah look? Zachariah is a man in his late twenties. He's um, he has the look of someone who was once maybe fit, but uh, to way too much wine and food of the special variety. <laughs> in his case, uh, became bloated, but uh, he also has. Uh, pox scars on his face from a survived smallpox infections in his uh, in his earlier youth, and he mostly dresses in uh, formal wear and wears a powdered wig. As so is. he he has the, the the whole wig with the big sideburns and the pox, yeah. and 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 the body that you left to waste to to women and wine. Okay, so. Now all of this is happening in this uh, in or around Bristol, with the exception of sinking a ship in the North Sea or on its way to the North Sea. Um, but there is something that we have not touched upon, and it is the the current situation of Bristol. And um, in a small uh, in a small pub and a tavern in in the in the center of Bristol, there's a group of people having a conversation in a corner, and then, and they are explaining some of those things to someone who is a little bit of a newcomer. Jacinta has been here not for long, and she has been really interested in uh, the comings and goings of the city. It is very odd that there is such a let's call it important anarch presence in a Camarilla. In, in, in a series where the Camarilla is also there. that there are no that there is always tension, but there's rarely war. And uh, and the fact that now there is a group of independents that are officially recognized or have been for for a few years now, for a few decades actually, um, it's it's kind of interesting. Like the 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 workings of the city itself are weird. But then when you go into the Anarch movement, it's even weirder. It's a lot weirder. Um, they are divided into groups that sort of follow a structure, which sort of makes sense and sort of doesn't. Some people choose representatives, depending on their area or their allegiances. And those representatives speak in a council and then they make decisions in that council and then the spokesman of the council which is in this case the eldest and most respected of the anarchs uh roger well he goes by smith nowadays um he discusses that with the prince of the camarilla and the um the master of trade but this this thing of the the representatives i mean it's a very progressive idea having uh, voting for someone to represent the interests of others but it's so loose. It's so, so sometimes it, it feels as if done on a whim, even. So Jacinta is right now sitting in that, in that table and, and having a very interesting conversation with a group of, of anarchs. One of them is Ian Thorpe, which is, um, a, Let's call him, he's respected, but not necessarily trusted by everybody. He is the child of Roger Smith. 
but he was the primogen, the Camarilla primogen of the Toreador clan until about 50 years ago or so. And then decided that he couldn't in you know, good spirit and, and, and because of how he felt, he couldn't remain in the Camarilla having his sire in the Anarch movement and he himself not feeling actually that the Camarilla was the answer he thought it was when it was created. Because this is a man who predates the Convention of Thorns. Um, next to him is his child, Valeria Rogers. She is she is the, the archetypical Toreador Anarch. Beautiful, smart, independent, strong, and also well-liked at least by a certain group of people. Um, there is also other other uh, representatives of the of the movement. You do know that Ian and Valeria are Toreador because of all the bloodline thing with with Roger, but the uh, other people like um, Deidre, Deidre, she is you have no idea what clan she might be. She is just a representative. A representative for uh, people that are in the boroughs of, of southwest of Ashton Court. And then you have Tobias. Tobias Kent. Tobias Kent, who is, he is really keen on becoming a representative. If he knew of what, it would be very easy to find out what he could do. So, Jacinta, describe yourself. Okay, so Jacinta is a woman in her late 20s. Um, she's probably average height for a female. Um, she's quite athletic. Looks like she could handle herself in a fight. Um, she is quite quite beautiful looking. Dresses um, in formal wear, but um, she always manages to get it a little bit wrong. Looks a little bit scruffy. Um, dirt streets across her face, etc. Okay, cool. So they're having a conversation, and m I think this is this is a conversation that was done mostly for your sake. At some point, you approach them and ask them, "Hey, let's have this chat um, because I have questions." And they have tried to explain to you how the the whole representation business works. So everybody in the in the anarchy how they call it themselves internally sometimes uh, everybody in the movement in the anarchy is very um very keen on on the whole equality thing as in my voice and my vote should be equal to others um and uh it is It is difficult to have a group of like such a large group like the Anarch movement be some a place where where everybody can have their voices heard at the same time. If if we wait for one person to say every, for every person to say what they want, we will never reach um, an accord of any kind. 
but representatives, people you vote for and you choose, they can, they can voice the opinions of others. And those opinions can be put towards the council. And then the council will speak with the voice of all anarchs, or at least the majority. Valeria is the one that is explaining this, and she believes firmly that this is sort of like the, the way it has to be done. Ian does say, we have to be mindful of who is made a speaker. We cannot allow just anyone to be a representative. Some people need to know what they're doing and how they deal with it. They represent it can become a real issue. Forgive my sire, Jacinta. He still has some of the old ways in him. Um, Ian, anyone who, with a desire will do. Desire to be better, I think, is what will drive us to improve. Don't you think, Jacinta? I think you're doing a bit too much talking, to be honest. Shouldn't we mm. be crippling the Camarilla? Doing something around here? Um, well, the, the situation with the Camarilla is a complicated one. Um, there... It's not easy for us to get rid of them without heavy losses. I know it because my time with them, they, they will not go down easily. Also, many other big and important cities in across England belong to the Cameron. So what would you think would happen if we try to rally as many anarchs as we can, many of them have fled to the colonies across the Atlantic. Here in England, Camarilla still reigns supreme. And that's when Tobias says, so you're implying that we are actually, you should be grateful to the Camarilla, Mr. Thorpe? I, I find that very hard to believe. We're not here because they allow us to be. We're here because we have we've carved this 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 area for ourselves and you 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 can feel the passion of the guy has not much of a clue of what he's doing or saying but he he has his heart in the right so what would you propose we do sister i would propose that we use the organization that we have the people we have if we call the people that went they will come back they will help us we have to try so create a stronghold like a, a stronger footing here Yes, why not? Ian says, those are dangerous ideas. Right now, if we start bringing people, they will see it as an, as an act of aggression and they will start bringing people. So I, I, I believe it's better the way the accords are working. You know, we have split the, 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 the city in twine and we're keeping one of those, those places. So, um, I, I, I do not believe that is um, a sensible course of action. Although, although Jacinta, if you would like to have that discussed on the on the council, it would 
it would be it would be to your advantage maybe to try and take it um to to Roger my sire um, I would I think someone needs to show some fight around here um I'm sad to say that he would agree I am more I'm happy with the arrangements we have we're at peace and we do a control part of the city but but I understand your position um, I will make the arrangements for you to meet with Roger, um, Mr. Smith, um, as soon as possible. Any other questions you had around, about the city or the way we do things here? No, I think that about does it. Thank you. Well, then I will leave you. Um, I have other matters to attend to. And then this thing that became, that initially had been sort of a let's answer questions in and then became a, a proper honor conversation of let's just kick the camera out of the city please um slowly dies down as everybody else finds their niche uh, for the night a few days later you um Jacinta are given an invitation to sort no it's not an invitation it's a uh, it like like an envelope with an address for an, an appointment an appointment you have been granted an appointment with uh because english is important um with roger smith so you you have an appointment with him um in a week hence and um a week happens and when you're getting ready for your appointment the following night you are summoned all of you are all of you are summoned by Deirdre Deirdre is one of the one of the anarchs uh, one of the anarch representatives she's there with her child uh, a woman uh, one of the suffragettes trying to move equality female equality upwards and they look distraught have you heard the rumors what rumors um it's it's just the four of you Deirdre and the child like home well, it's good it's not in the street Baron Royer Smith has disappeared. We have no idea where he is. No one knows. His whereabouts are unknown. And this comes at a very bad moment. Because, because, uh, because he was supposed to, to handle a vote in the, in the factions council. Um, and I, I am afraid the Camarilla might have, might have done something. Done something? What do you mean? So there is an area in the docks. There has been a lot of movement around that area in the, in recent nights, and um, and someone has been trying to some 
Someone from our faction has been spying on those efforts. Even though the dogs belong to the, the master of trade and, and this new independent autarkies crap. Right now they have been given into you know, concession to the Camarilla. A few nights back, Roger Smith met with some of the people because of these sort of concessions and things that the last people to see him were his servants last night when he left to that place and then he went to his haven um so the last time they saw them well the last time he was on was before he moved to that area at the docks yes um some of his servants swear that he went back and spent the evening there but he wasn't there when the sun went down and I, I suspect file play because the person that gave us that information told us that they saw someone on the deck of one of the, on, on the deck of the ship that was being visited pouring blood and chanting all over the deck well this is fantastic news an act of war and we didn't even have to start it We need to be absolutely certain, because if the Camarilla did take down Roger Smith, the Autarchies will be forced, according to the, the the accords stipulate that they will have to side with us. So yes, this might mean war, but this might mean the war we want, and it sounds too good to be true. So I want you all to go and check. Of course. And that is where we will pause for a break. So, um, I think the only one who, with a frozen screen right now is Nat. And I think you, the only person I, I see frozen is Nat. Yeah. And I think her screen is frozen on her. And so probably I am with a weird look like you know, <laughs> one of those like very unflattering middle of a bling. Um... I think I think that now that we're in the break, it would be good for Nat to reset her 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 connection. In the meantime, we will have a very special announcement by by somebody that you all know and love and who is currently making an appearance. So I will leave the desk for him. Special announcement incoming. <laughs> hello, hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Oh, so nice hey, to see your faces. Hello. hello. <laughs> um, so, some of you who may have read the blog post will be aware that um, we need to make some plans about what we're doing because it looks like we're going to be in this lovely lockdown for a bit longer uh, still into the future. Um, so what I wanted to do is just talk a bit about uh, what we're going to do over the next few weeks and also uh, what you might want to do if you want to be involved and join us. So next week um, we are going to be finishing season two of Blood on the Tamasee. So we'll be running episode 10 which is the season finale where 
more than likely there will be a duel between uh, Reading and Oxfordshire's princes to decide the fate of both domains. And there may also be a bit of light um, kindred murder also going on in the background as well. We shall see. <laughs> um, so that is going to be on the 20th of April. And then on the, 20, the, the following kind of three weeks, so starting on the 27th of April, uh, we are going to do some more one-shots, uh, historical one-shots. Uh, this time, though, instead of being set in Bristol for Blood on the Seven, they're going to be set in Oxfordshire for Blood on the Tamases. And as before, we're going to make some of the players up for those games from you, um, the good people who watch our stream. So if... <laughs> So if um, <laughs> if you'd like to be involved, uh, then uh, what I would suggest you do is get over to our Discord, join our Discord, if you haven't already, and uh, check in with Mitch there to um, flag up your interest, and then we will go from there about creating a space to, to talk further. So this is going to be, in terms of the, the dates that you'd need to be available, uh, there will be one running on the 20th, sorry, the 27th, as I say, one on the 4th of May, and then the third on the 11th. So the first memoriam is going to take place in the Dark Ages. The uh, second one is going to take place in, I believe, 1772. And the third one is going to take place in 1962. Now, it's worth mentioning that uh, there are only three empty slots in each game. So slightly fewer slots than the last time around. So if you want to play, do jump in sort of sooner rather than later. Um, and if you do jump in and the slots are already full, we can obviously put you on a, a waiting list because sometimes slots become available again. Um, it's also worth mentioning that there will be options on each one shot, either for you to create your own characters or potentially to play um, younger versions of some of the characters that you might have seen in the main chronicle, which could be a bit of fun as well. Um, but we, again, we can talk more about that in our channels. It's worth mentioning as well that we have kind of further exciting projects which will kind of come after this set of one-shots. Uh, also including, of course, season three of Blood on the Tamases, but we will give you more on that in the future. So I'm going to be jumping back into chat if anyone wants to talk to me there about that in more detail. But otherwise, uh, do jump over to the Discord and say, yes, yes, I'd like to play. Uh, and if you have any particular dates that you want to be involved in, then again, let us know. That would be really useful. Um, so on that note, I'm going to flee the scene and hand you back over to Carlos. Bye, Bye Peter. Bye. <laughs> Flying swap. Hello. Hey, look, an unfrozen, an, a non-frozen Natalie. Oh, look, I'm already getting messages about people that want to be in this one shot. <laughs> I haven't voted. I haven't written you yet. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So apologies if my Discord notifications are coming through. I don't think they are. But... Same. I don't know what's happening. If you couldn't tell, there was a point where I just looked really focused, and that's because I was trying to turn everything off. <laughs> Okay, so do we? So there you you heard it from the man, the myth, the legend himself, the Peter, the Kasu Lord. Uh, we're going to be having finally episode ten of season two, Blood on the Tamases. 
<laughs> something that I I am looking very much towards to. I don't think Theodore is <laughs> too much to do, too many dice to, dice to roll, not enough blood to spend. Um, and um, and then after that, we're going to be having three historical blood and tamises one shots, three spaces each. So three yes. is a magic number, and this is going to be three six nine. So only nine people will be in our exclusive club of historic making streams one shots the rock historic roll. club of old vampires yes yes <laughs> um and um do we have any questions dylan dylan oh yes yes we do have some questions not related to everything that peter said no 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 okay ask any questions on that. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to run start off with some questions from mm -hmm. Misa and Balance asking who would win Coterie versus Coterie in the, th in the three one shots. Uh, I I um I, I want to hear what you guys think Coterie versus Coterie in the three one shots, and then I will give my opinion. I mean, like. I don't want to screw with the two little old ladies from the first one because I feel like they could bury you in a garden real fast. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Charlie respects women super hard, so he wouldn't even test it. No, he would just be very polite and nice to them because he's a little bit. So they would win just by default. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I, I second that. I think, especially if we haven't got Charlie, I think we're, we're a goner against them too. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, all things. I mean, if it's uh, if it's tracked out long enough, I'm pretty sure with uh, projects we could probably win because I have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it, if it's uh, uh, let's move it into the future and stuff. I think I think the money of the Dunstern bankers could like you can fund it. Um. Well, I, I am going to give my my personal impression. If you take everybody with a time machine from the period they played and put them together, because if not, the Camarilla were in 1600. So if you bring everybody today, they're all going to be elders, 400 plus, almost 500-year-old elders. You are going to be something like 300 and something years old elders. And, they, and then you move to the, to the autarkies. Uh, so taking them out on a time machine and putting them together in a, in a royal rumble, the autarkis will win because all of them were on Scylla when we played. <laughs> all of them. Ambrose was an Ancilla gangrel. That's dangerous. Susanna is an Ancilla Torridor steampunk girl. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, and that is not to mention... The two, sorry, the the, the Samedi Cappadocian duo, where uh, Thomas is 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 an elder Samedi. Sorry, it's an Ancilla Samedi with with a good variety of uh, of lordships, but also uh, of, of disciplines, but also lordships. But last but least, would you really want to mess with someone with Oblivion Four? And Oof. rituals and shit. <laughs> who, needs who needs oblivion? You just need money. 
Uh, yeah, keep thinking that. We'll see how far you get, my friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Dunson went pretty well to the family reunion. Thank you very much. Yeah, the, 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 I'm sorry. The, 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 I really don't it. think you can make dinner out of shadow tentacle. But no, this is no. This is worse. This is the oblivion sort of necromancy. Crazy. Uh, let's talk to spirits and summon them and bind them and do r weird rituals and send people to the shadowlands. I mean, I don't like talking to my dinner. Oh, well. <laughs> 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 Next question. <laughs> so yeah, my opinion is the Ancillas, of course, because they're Ancillas. Okay, so we got next from Bakra Zephra, so Phil. Uh, mm -hmm. Bit of inspiration for your characters and our clans, I think. We've got mm. a few which we haven't had before, so Mitch, you've got your Nosferatu, which we haven't had in the series yet. Yeah, so what was yeah. the inspiration? Um, so, <laughs> I mean, honestly, a lot of the inspiration was, um, well, the, the setting of pirates is just, I mean, you gotta play like you gotta play a pirate vampire. Come on, <laughs> you can like swim underwater without having to breathe and stuff. You can do the whole like pirates of the Caribbean thing, um, <laughs> and for for Kraken, um, I always like the idea in in vampire games of characters that inspire or create rumors and folklore and that kind of thing, and so. So sort of having this Nosferatu with like these really long arms that like you know if it's if a sick if a ship is sinking then then maybe like if somebody sees like an arm coming through the side they might think it's a tentacle and that kind of thing and like feeding into the the kind of folklore of the Kraken. Um but also the the setting let me do one of my favorite things, which is taking some of the worst abilities in the game and making them useful yeah. <laughs> which yeah. which I, I i always like doing um it is known by peter and carlos as a classic rich uh, is, is taking the worst abilities in the game um but you know like like the the saboteur thing on on the center of Zelius, i think is really cool but it's basically useless in modern day because you can't really go like collapsing buildings and things. Um, but the same with, with Uncanny Grip. I mean, yeah, yes, really yeah. useful that you can like dig your, your fingers and your toes in concrete if you want, but then there's a, a very easy trail to follow, <laughs> you know? And also, the, the, the rappelling has gone so far in the, in, the in the last few decades that who needs that anymore? So Uncanny Grip, I think it's like, yeah, especially yeah. for a level three power. <laughs> Yeah, so so kind of Kraken was made to kind of hit the sweetest part in the middle of all all of these things of making those things useful. As you just seen, it's uh he's very effective at mm -hmm. sinking a ship with his bare hands, which I just think is cool. Yeah, I mean single handedly that's pretty cool. So um concept for how do you came up with the concept for your character self things? Uh, uh I was reading a bit uh, on the uh, on the time frame, and I read that it was the year that Liverpool overtook Bristol as the biggest slave port in the UK. So I came up with the idea of making a character who was already a monster long before he got embraced, and the uh, Donson kind of fitted right into that. Yeah, I mean they were cannibals in mortal life way before the Giovanni found them, and then they incorporated them to the to the clan. So. Also, I just like uh, playing clans that 
don't spec into their signature discipline at all. Yeah, that is that is amazing because the Dunstern are definitely not Oblivion practitioners. But they will aspect themselves. Oh, for those of you that might um, uh, have questions about it, the Tonsern are um, a sort of like a bloodline or part of the Giovanni clan. They are described in uh, Cults of the Blood Gods by uh, Onyx Path Publishing. And uh, we are using, for the purposes of this one shot, the, the different bloodline disciplines um, uh, aspect. So basically, instead of the default Hecata, Ospex, Fortitude, and Oblivion, the Dunsern have Dominate. Um, I think it's uh, Fortitude and Oblivion? Yes. Yeah, Fortitude, Dominate, and Oblivion. So if you wanted to know how we're dealing with it, I did do, like, for this uh, particular one-shot, we house rule it that way. It's just because it gives it a little bit more flavor that the bloodline did stray away from the path of the normal disciplines and then uh, reunited later. Um, Nat, tell us about um, the concept and how you came up with the idea of Jacinta. Um, well, I have ST'd a VTM campaign before. I've never actually been a character, a player character. Um, mm. And Gangle was just my favorite clan. Um, and I quite liked the, um, the boardroom Gangle archetype in the V5 book. Yeah. So this hasn't really showcased it. Yet. I quite like the idea of this kind of beastal person trying to be a, a little bit of a diplomat and sometimes getting it on the mark and sometimes failing. But she's trying, so that's what matters. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and Cedar, tell us about Charles Strike. Um, well, y'all know I love beefy vampire boy. So I had to make one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um but as a native person myself, I wanted to create a character that like looked like me. I wanted that representation. So it's something that I hadn't seen particularly in Vampire. So I, I made him Algonquin, which is from Ontario. I'm I'm from Northern BC. So I just wanted to like just do something fun for myself to have a little bit of representation. And then I also wanted to bring the legend of the Wendigo into it because it like suits vampires very well. The Legend of the Wendigo is like this, uh, a man or a woman who cannibalizes during winter and then they get turned into this like wraith-like creature that roams the wastelands and like eats people and it like really vampires very well. So I put all these things together and then I made him extra beefy and extra angry and then I was like, nothing's angrier than the Bria. So I slapped that in there and I was like, damn, you can fit so much anger in this boy. And then I, I decided to play. Okay, Bria comes to mind. <laughs> okay, Bria. <laughs> Dylan, anything else? Thank you for that, guys. Yeah, uh, so we have from Sparrow. Uh, she's asking, are you all excited to be playing? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hate doing <laughs> <being> here. <laughs> and the awful stuff haven't even started, which is what people like the most, right? Yeah. And then also, uh, Kirsty's asking, did you everybody manage to eat some Easter eggs over the weekend? I have an mm. Easter squirrel right here. I didn't understand the question. Did people eat some Easter eggs over the weekend? I've I've almost yes. finished in it. It's... No Easter egg for me. I'm oh. on a diet. <laughs> oh, lame. I am, really. 
Is no. there such thing as a diet in quarantine? It's... Uh, I'm trying. Quar <laughs> <laughs> a dying team. <laughs> any, any more for any more, Nelly? Yeah, so Izzy's asking, what is your and your character's spirit animal? Ooh. Ooh. Um, I guess like a, a shark or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, um, and what's yeah. your spirit animal? What's my spirit? I don't know. It's yours uh, and your characters. I don't know what my spirit animal is. Okay. Maybe like a fox. I need to Google spirit something. animals. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just what animal do you think your character would be if you were an animal? If we were, if this were Zootopia or any other of those movies <laughs> that they turn people into animals. Okay, then my character would probably be uh, a spider. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like it. Let's go with just just your characters, uh, Nat. Um, probably wolf. Sorry to be typical, but. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Cedar. Uh, Charlie's a raven. A raven. Nice, nice mix. Nice, I like it. Okay. Um, any more for any more? Yeah, we'll end with what did people have for break? What did people have for breakfast? Yeah, take it away, all things. Let's start with you. I had a bunch of boiled eggs with salt and pepper. Nice, Mitch. Uh, I had scrambled eggs on toast with with brown sauce. The best <laughs> sauce to have on scrambled eggs. <laughs> Man. I had uh, beans on toast, egg, and ham with red sauce, which is the best sauce. Oh my god, we're gonna start this debate, Miss <laughs> Cedar. Um, I had a piece of rhubarb pie and an iced coffee. <laughs> so someone read a, uh, a page from from Len's book and went, "Let's do something special for this moment in this question." <laughs> I I I just actually had cereal at like breakfast time, UK time. So I'm not going to be blagging that it was like, oh, it was six hours left in Venezuela. No, um, I, I had breakfast at around 6.30 or 7 a.m. in the morning. And it was cereal, which is a normal breakfast. And so I had breakfast food at breakfast time. Be proud of me. Ha. Well done. Okay. Uh, I think we're ready. Then is that that was the last one, right, uh, Dilly? Excellent. Excellent. You are <clears throat> uh, back in in the presence in this house. You are you are in in the living room of a house, a normal nondescript house. Um, in um, in the presence of, of Deidre, the 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 representative, and she just has told you that. Someone has been seen performing chants and things with blood on a on a on a ship that is in a in a part of the of the of the piers. It's one of the piers that, even though the piers by right of the accords belong to the autarchies and all the waterways, it has been sort of given temporary control to the Camarilla as if on lease or something. What worries her is the is the fact that you don't you don't have many 
that is to say none uh, uh, blood sorcerers in the anarch movement it sounds that what was going on could be done by a Tremere and it's well known that the Tremere sided with the Camarilla the moment it was created and uh, and there are very there are anarchs there has there have been of uh anarchs of the Tremere clan but the the clan is structure is so let's call it ruthless just to call it something nice that very very few people manage to to escape that that the strong hold they get on on most of their kindred and so that's why things point in the direction of the Camarilla. Um, we know nothing about the nature of the ritual. We know nothing about the nature of anything here. I have no idea. Um, is, this at the, is this area of the docks the one with the traders that uh, mostly deal with the colonies? Mm, yes. And one of the reasons I, I specifically call for you Mr. Zachariah is because, well, because the, the ship that people saw this chanting and ritual happening was the Midnight Rose. Okay. Which worries me. These, these people that saw this person, can we speak to some of them? To the to our spy, yes. And she turns, and the, you're like, right here. Do you have a better description than than you just saw someone? Did they have any notable features? Well, they had a big robe and long hair, let loose in the middle of the night, lit by moonlight. My eyesight is not that great. Um, but I think it was female. Hmm. It was a woman, most definitely. And do you know of any notable female Tremaine in the Camarilla? Um, there are a couple. Um, but since this is someone that's traveling back and forth from the colonies in the mainland, it could be could have been sent. But yes, there there are <clears throat> there are a couple of of, of women in the Tremere. But it didn't look like any of them. Like and what just disappeared not local. yesterday? Uh, yes, yesterday. Well, this morning. This, um, yeah. Uh, well, this evening. Uh, so last time someone saw him was last night. Is that not an anarch ship? It's exactly my problem. The midnight rose is an anarch. Was an anarch ship. What do you mean was? Well, it was taken from my sire. <clears throat> Valeria. Well, it's your ship. It will be. That, that was Valeria Rogers' ship. And she sold it to her brother, brother in blood. Uh, a, a, a previous child Ian Thorpe had. During his days in the Camarilla, his child, unlike um, unlike um, Ian, remained in the Camarilla. That is, that is the problem. 
So. When did she sell it to her brother? Well, he just, we just found out tonight that, that she had sold it to, to Damien. Usually I'm more up to date, but in the regards to ship sales, ship leases, it's uh, a bit waxing. Excuse what she well, she she does say that the the ship is is her personal property of her family, bloodline, and clan. It's not aligned to to any of the factions. Well, it sounds like we have a thief and a liar. We should maybe first investigate something at the docks. Get a bit of info from there. Please find out what's going on in the docks. I have no delusions. This is Deidre talking. I have no no delusions of finding of you finding um, Roger there. I, I, I fear for the worst, but if you could just keep an eye just just go and check just anything there, the few of us who know are desperate trying to figure out a way of either making absolutely sure that this was a Camarilla attack or finding what really happened to avoid a war that could crush us because if we start attacking Camarilla and it's unfounded then the Autarchies will side with them. And they will move every ship in this port to bring as many Camarilla kindred. We Has the ship moved? Sorry? Has the ship moved? No. Since Roger went missing. No. Um, a, the, the ship has, was supposed to move in the docks, but it was from the docks, but it was it was there. I mean, no one knows what you know. No one knows about this person doing this ritual, doing this blood thing. My child saw that. She's been spying. She's been spying on it, but it was for totally different reasons. And Roger was not there last night, but he was seen. He was her seen and heard going in the directions with meaning with them and they never they, they never st set foot on the ship I mean he's a long shot and probably he was never there but my child's findings at least point to some dodgy business we have not wanted to do a full inquiry because we don't want if this is something that Anarch made like this deal between Valeria and <clears throat> and Damien, then we should leave it to them and not let the camera see that we might be bickering and struggling amongst ourselves. Of course. Let's just go and see what's going on. Please. Okay, we will do what yes. we can. Um, she leaves you, well, she, she shows you the door as she exits herself and with her uh, child in tow, says, come on, Henrietta, and they just 
walk up the streets at a very brisk pace. So you're stood there in the street. Yeah. Sorry, in the in front of of the house of of Deidre. Well, the house where Deidre brought you. In Broadmead, what do you do? Can you get the records for the ship, the docks that night, Dunzer? Is that something you're capable of? Uh, That should not be a problem, but if you want to talk, we should maybe not do it quite in this place. Uh, I have a carriage near here. Want to talk things over before we move on? Or should I, should we just uh, decide now already what everyone is going to do? I don't think I've made your acquaintance yet, my lady. Um, uh, probably talking um, to Jacinta? Yeah, to Jacinta. My name is Jacinta. And what it's is your a pleasure. name? Uh, Zachariah Dancer. I have not decided if it is a pleasure yet. I'll keep it in my mind. Smart woman. <laughs> so the, the carriage, there is a carriage. Uh, uh, not super posh. It's well kept. It's well maintained. It is a merchant, a good one. The moment you go, like the door is open, you can see inside. It is good. It's one of the comfortable ones. It's spacious. It's, it's roomy. Uh, do you hop in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the four of you are in a carriage. Where to, Mister Sakuraya? Um. First into the direction of the docks. Okay. General direction of the docks. Uh, yes. No hurry. No uh, no you, hurry you at have... the moment. I will mention if it should hurry. Yes, sir. And the coach driver just goes into the little step behind. Start moving. You have enough privacy in a good coach as you hear the, the wooden wheels... <clears throat> The, the bandit with iron uh, hitting the cobblestones. So, what do you discuss? So, I have... I'm pretty sure I can uh, make sure whether uh, Rogers ever entered the dock area, and if some... though I'm not sure if some of the people I'm going to talk with would have noticed anything going on on the ship, at that point of night, they're usually rather drunk, but I should be able to make some inquiries there. I'm. What is uh, your take on the situation? Well, we have a name, Damien. He's in possession of the ship, and I think we need to. Talk I will to him. first need to acquire whether that is true or whether that is just something that. A certain someone has told others without actually making it a case. Sorry, what was the the woman's name? Was it Valeria? Valeria. Mm-hmm. Um, Kraken will say Valeria went to a lot of effort to get that ship. It doesn't make sense that she would just give it away. She's not a type to make unprofitable ventures 
There must be a reason that she gave it to Damien. The Midnight Rose isn't a ship that you just toss away like that. Uh, Mr. Mr. Sinter, you are uh, new to the city. What is your take on the situation? Sounds like Camarilla had a hand in this, but I understand that we cannot fight them openly yet, but I think we need to follow the money, sail the ship, and perhaps it will land with the Camarilla. Indeed. So, what's your plan? when we arrive at the docks. You can't just go up there and liberate them. Well, you can't, but I can. It is not the best of moves in current Camarilla territory. Well, nobody sees, nobody tells. If you say so. Zachariah, you do know that with enough bribes and moving shillings around, you could make the paperwork for the ship to move anywhere difficult. So any any plans of the ship leaving port at any point can be delayed. Yes, but I'd first like to check out if there was a transfer of ownership, an okay. official one, if there if something was moved around, if uh, the crew ex if the crew changed, if anything that indicates an actual change of ownership. Okay. Rather than just, yes, I totally sold this ship to the Camarilla. Check, check the cargo too. Figure out what it's been hauling. Yes. I know what it has been holding in the last few years, but what it's currently holding is not known. Well, let's find out. So the ship is... Uh, sorry, so the, the carriage is approaching piers. <clears throat> the harbor, actually. And then at some point it'll drop you, so you your way to the ship. Not a lot of people, and those who are around are either keeping an eye on things or drunk, as Sakurai said. Um, are you just going to walk straight to the ship? Or are you going to do anything... Um, I would make my way to uh, one of the taverns where the more uh, wealthy traders uh, oh, okay. go in to make my inquiries there because those are the ones that have people standing around looking at things and they would have gotten their reports already. Excellent. So um, Zachariah starts making a move not towards the ship but towards this place where he can just ask for more information and confirmation of other stuff. How about you? Three. Um, I'm going to look at Kraken and I'm going to say, well, infiltrating ships is your expertise, is it not? The ships I infiltrate tend to not stay on the seas for so long. This isn't a ship that I want to damage. 
Is it not your clan's way to be unseen and quiet? Some of them. Hmm. I see. And then I guess we have a lot of things in common. So if we can't be quiet and we can't do this straight on the nose, I hate to wait on the Giovanni, but I suppose we're kind of stuck here. Transition camera pans and follows Zachariah inside of the tavern. And it is a lot more lively and much more to your liking, uh, Zachariah. Um, you do recognize some of the people from the trade. Are you just going to ask around basic information probably about the ownership of, this, of the ship, or are you going to be uh, I'm doing... first going to ask in the way of, I've heard that uh, the Midnight Rose changed hands recently. Okay. So, uh, there is a couple of ways in which we could do this. Um, you, you could, uh, let's see, you could make a roll of charisma plus investigation, and then depending on what, on, on the results of the roll, you get the information, uh, with a little bit of like role play. Or, or alternatively, oh, you're trying to get just that information, right? Uh, I mean, that will be the first step. First step would be to check whether the ha whether the ship actually changed hands. So you want to, okay. Then so, yeah. whether the let's uh, start with a... what happened next last week, and then if and then pretty much the last step. And just as a side note, did anybody that fits the description of Rogers uh, show up at the docks? last night okay then do actually do a charisma plus persuasion check because what you want to do is get people talking mm -hmm. so you want to be charming and you want can to i add my influence with the colony traders oh yes absolutely absolutely what's your influence three three so you would add three dice to your roll yes that is, and that's people having disgusting pools. How come? How do you? Do no, this? I don't have disgusting pools on this. You okay. Don't want manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, oh, that. thank thank God it's not disgusting. You only rolled four successes. <laughs> I'm gonna reroll it. You're gonna reroll. Three dice. You're gonna okay the two ones and the four. Okay, go for a willpower reroll. Welcome to the world of six successes. <laughs> okay, you do approach them and people see you. Zachariah, come, I want to buy you a drink. No, no, no uh, I'm I'm <clears throat> not drinking today, tonight. Hmm, business it is. Eh, uh, business. Is it serious? Uh, it's always serious when it's dead and sum of money. Hmm, what do you want to know? What do you want to do? What interests you? I... You know, the, I've I've heard rumors that uh, Midnight Rose has changed hands recently. They look at each other. Is that is that true? Because I'd, I I, I thought I was informed on this on the trades like this. No, I 
I was not informed of this. Where did he hit Really? Really? I heard it just from uh, from an acquaintance uh, down in the city. Hmm. I doubt anyone will part with that. Yeah, that, 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 that was my mind exactly. But <clears throat> it's... No, no, no. They're usually... Really... They're usually... No change in crew, no change in cargo. Well, it's been there for Still a few the days now. I, I, I think they were... Did they get this? Did they get their cargo offboard? Yes, yes. I think I think they took all the cargo, but but now weirdly enough, not stocked up. Now, yes, actually, now that you mention it, it it didn't do. They did the ship move on board, like the staff move on board, and the crew move on board. Uh, but but they did load it with cargo, like with actual trading cargo instead of supplies. They they just have supplies on board. Usually, now they are stocking it with cargo, and someone turns and says, Yeah, yeah, that's right. They are now getting um, some um, crates and they're moving, uh, well, all sorts. Also, they're, I, I, I assume it's going to be valuable because there's some gunpowder in it. Gunpowder? Uh, yeah, a few barrels that were bought. It, but it looked, I mean, enough to, to, to not be just for protection, but not too much that is dangerous to carry around on a ship. But, I, also, but also not enough to be a supply one for, for the colonies. No, no. It seems, it seems that they were stocking up for a big load, probably delivered shortly, because they, they didn't stock up fully with supplies. Hmm. Maybe they're going to do a byway. Yeah, maybe they're going to stop. Maybe they stay stop in, in Portugal or or Spain and and then sell the sell the cargo and restock there. But yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but I'm I'm really interested. You couldn't uh, do something that they aren't, aren't leaving port uh, too quickly. I'm, I have some inqu inquiries to make, and mm -hmm. obviously the usual fees. Then the paperwork always takes a while. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think it would be interesting to. To look into also into that those rumors because it's never good for business. Rumors, uncertainty, bad, bad, bad for business. Um, let's make sure that the the rose does not leave court for the next few days. I mean, yeah. there's always the matter. I assume you're you're out of character. I assume you are going to be putting I'm some putting, amount of money. I'm putting money into it. They the type of money that you don't even have to roll. So. Yeah, no. it's the type of money that you don't even have to roll up a, a persuasion, bribery, or whatever check. Um, and uh, and they they tell you well, you can you can trust them. Oh, I can right? always trust you. You can trust me. That ship is due an inspection. Yes. Probably next week. Probably tomorrow. We never know. Yeah. And, and those, those inspections always take a while. He just lets you know that whenever you're happy with your finding, let him know and he will release it. Yes. Um, I I cannot think I, I think I cannot keep her longer than a week. That should be that should be way more, way more than enough time to find out the necessary things. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, by the way, did you see that? Uh, did you see someone that uh, fits this description? Uh, Entering the or someone, some of your men see someone entering, fitting that description, entering the haber. 
Oh, this Roger. Yes. Hmm. No. No. We'll we'll ask around. Yeah. Uh, just a. Uh... Anyone an acquaintance of yours? Uh, an, acqu an acquaintance who, uh, more of an acquaintance of an acquaintance who uh, went missing, and it's the question whether he uh, washed up in a washed up in a bottle or oh. just fell into the sea. Or uh, it, it's not too important, but I, but they asked me to. Have you checked in the hole in the wall? I haven't checked there yet, but that was the next step. And you leave, and that and that gives you like a little i mean you you sort of smile because you think it's quaint the the hole in the wall is a very real thing it did happen historically in many places and bars um there would be a hole on the wall on the back um uh with a door or a trap door and someone who was wasted or drug or drunk would be taken out of that door and would wake up in chains sold to slavery it would happen. Um, and in Bristol was not the only city who has who had those sort of holes in the walls. So much so that in modern modern era Bristol, there is a pub called the hole in the wall. But I mean you think it's cool. It's very unlikely you, that yeah, it's very unlikely that an elder anarch could be drunk and taken out of the hole in the wall. I mean, it's not that no. But it's better to just make a yeah. sly remark. So you go back outside. Not long happens. Like this. This is as long as it took it. a few minutes. Meanwhile, the three of us are just like standing out there, looking menacing. <laughs> Can't you make yourself a bit better fitting in? Besides, <laughs> you fit perfectly in. <laughs> Because I just imagined he's the, he's there in his uh, he's basically looking like a very ugly sailor. sailor. <laughs> yeah, that, but at least he looks like a sailor. So at least yeah. he he is. Oh, uh, so yes, he comes outside and lets you know about his conversation. So you know that the rose, the midnight rose, will be left here for about. I mean, it will not go anywhere for about five to six days, tops a week. Do we have time to do some investigating then. Looks like it, and it doesn't. At least they haven't made it uh, public to the kind that the ownership changed of that ship. So you said the crew hasn't changed. Yes, that's what I got right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, still the same crew. Well. The crew must have seen something. I'm sure Charlie and I might be able to make one of them squeal. That's really not my environment to make, to talk to crewmen, so I'll leave that to you. Hmm. What do you think, Charlie? Let's go find a piggy. <laughs> <laughs> and I assume with, the, with that, both of you start walking in yep. the direction I of the ship. I will go with them as well. <laughs> Very <laughs> eagerly. Zechariah will stand there alone. Yeah. He's like, pro probably going like, well, you know what? I have good friends inside. That come, come look me. Look for me yeah. here. And I, I'm in there. 
if you exactly. need me, the if you need someone like to arm in arm. <laughs> <laughs> so a gangrel, a bruyan, and Osfra to walk out of a bar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, while Zachariah goes and sits with his fellow and just merchants. Some small talk. And you some have influence three side. with them, so you need to keep that influence yeah. uh, running. Um so I would assume that you you are gonna be doing you're gonna be looking for someone off the crew to ask a few friendly questions. Yeah. I have a plan, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a, a pretty lady here, and me and Mitch do not look like pretty ladies. <laughs> so why don't we use her as bait and see if we can't get someone off that ship? Well, you can definitely run that plan by Jacinta and see what she thinks about it. I, I'm not accustomed to being used in this manner, but if it yields answers, then I'll give it a try. I don't mean to be rude, but it, it's kind of obvious that I'm not going to catch the eye of a sailor. Neither is no. Kraken. No, I, I quite understand. I'll, I'll give it a go. On a sailor. So... I I would assume that the, the 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 other two remain behind. I think we're mm. probably gonna go find a nice shadow to stand in, just out of view. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> The Kraken will say, uh You take the lead on this one, Charlie. I'll be here to give him an extra fright if we need it. I appreciate so. that. So I, I will find a kind of shadowy corner somewhere and you can stand in, you know, you stand in the shadowy alleyway and I'll stand at the corner of the shadowy <laughs> alleyway and then, and then we'll have a kind of... <laughs> I feel like we just became a street gang like that, just like real fast. <laughs> <laughs> um... Um... Jacinta starts walking towards where the ship is. Uh, and of course, the the ship is, is tied alongside. So some of the... Like, you will not be able to get all the way to the ship, but some of the crew is off the ship. And some of them are drinking. And there is a place where there... It's not exactly a tavern. It's just more like an open... Sort of the windows, the big big windows of a house open, where someone is serving them food and drinks from them. But they they everybody remains outside. Um. So I would assume you start by ordering a drink or waiting for someone to talk to. Or are you actively doing? So what's your approach? Tell me about it. What does Jacinta do? So she's gonna kind of neaten her hair a little bit as best she can which is difficult um maybe unbutton the button on the blouse and look a bit more seductive um and she's probably going to approach someone who doesn't look too drunk maybe drunk enough to be a bit loose loose-lipped but not completely incapable of any sense um okay. and i suppose she would just sit beside them and just say um a moment of your time please sir <clears throat> Um, why do I the pleasure? Do you want? Do you want a drink? Can I get a drink? You want a drink? No, no, I, I'm I'm quite all right, but thank you. Um, he he he. Either way, he beckons. He calls for the drink. 
Okay. I just ignore <laughs> that. Um, I'm just saying. Sorry, sorry to pry, sir, but uh, you are part of the crew here, yeah? No, I'm part of a crew. A yes. crew? Yes. One crew. Where are the crew? <laughs> right. Um, I was just wondering if uh, were you were you on on board last night? You're very pretty, and he puts a hand on your thigh. I I try to make I try not to flinch as best I can, and try and keep it together, and then just kind of pat his hand gently in a kind of okay, you know, that's that's okay. So um, as I was saying, you you were here last night on board. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah but. <clears throat> I've been here for a few, few weeks. First night out in weeks. First, I've been on leave. I don't want to run ashore, but but I. Um, and the drinks arrive, and he puts one in front of you, and he starts. He keeps on drinking on, you know, his. Um, he's kind of very distracted. Between the undone button of your blouse, or at least the general area. And uh, and his drink, and probably a light behind you that's his gaze, like one of those fireflies. He just goes, and he remains like motionless, and then snaps back up. Whatever is it that you're saying? He's he's not very conducive of a conversation. He needs a little bit of prompting. The thing is that when things, but you notice that he can tell you a lot about his life. Whether or not you believe him is another matter. Uh, he can tell you a lot about whether what he thinks about music, whatever. But about the crew and the ship, tells you nothing. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, lean in a little bit to him. Um, flutter my eyelashes a little bit more. Um, and just say, listen, it's, it's wonderful to know about you. Really, it is. But... I'm just just curious. Has anything strange happened here recently? I heard something about the uh, about the ship changing hands. Do you know anything about this? You're very, very. You you ask many questions about the the ship. It's gonna make me think that you love the ship more than you love me. Well, we've only just met. Yeah, but you, I know you love me. I know you love me already. And, and you can feel his alcohol drink stench from his breath. Okay. Um, um, crew matters. We don't talk crew. Ship. That's not no one's business. Like, outside crew. Why is it a, a sore but, topic for some reason? Why? Why are you so so curious about it? Why won't? Why don't we go take a walk, just the two of us? Okay, I, I can take a walk. Okay, and he starts walking in a direction that well, you probably either either there is the the, the seventeen hundred equivalent of a a one hour hotel or <laughs> a place or something. I can't. I would say do me a roll of anything, but this man is 
enough drunk enough to talk because you know, you you can perceive that he's drunk but he still has the presence of mind of not saying anything about the crew or the ship so he he has it together at some level um but between your natural charms and and sort of like that predatory you know toying with him you manage to get him in the direction you want to go it's not going to be difficult also i already had a peek at your character sheet and that would have meant going like okay can you please make a roll off and then the bucket with the <laughs> <laughs> because yeah that's what happens when you have a very sociable uh gang group so i would imagine that you take the man to a to a more private place darker quieter with two other vampires waiting for him <laughs> so it's Maybe. not like i mean oh, yeah <laughs> he, he, does, he does like the prospect of it once he starts walking uh, with you and you well behind you and then he sees you take you know into this sort of alleyway and stuff and he was like oh, okay quiet part of town <laughs> dark part of town okay she might be shy or whatever and he is mm. literally undoing the lacing on his shirt when he goes in i'm gonna you already see <laughs> and looks up <laughs> oh no your kraken gonna... is not visible yet right no no okay. i think just Charlie. i think the as the guy's like undoing his shirt he's gonna look up and i'm just gonna be standing behind Just sends it like this, looking at him. And um, I'm going to reach kind of over her and grab him by the collar and look down. And, Are you all right, miss? Is this man bothering you? Like, she brought me here. She brought me here. She just... she brought me here. He's, he's just not telling me what I what I want to know. I just asked oh. him some questions and he, he just assumes, you know, we're already at the stage in our relationship. Mm. The gaze of the mind changes, and you do realize that half of the... Well, not half, but at least 20% of the dreamers was, was an act. Because he does look at you. What do you want to know? Who are you? You don't get to ask questions. Now, I think that you should answer the nice lady's questions. Or, um... I, I think I might have to do something to you. Um, can you do a strength plus intimidation check? I can definitely do that. <laughs> uh, oh, come on. <laughs> And here I was I, like, I don't think you use stunt. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm not using that yet. That's for special occasion. <laughs> well what are oh, the 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 specialty well i have i have dot but i'm not going to use it oh don't my god i mean well you got <laughs> wait those were five successes without don't yeah straight up <laughs> hey you know what we're not going to use roll 24 my next One shot, everybody rolls way better than myself. <laughs> I was super proud that this mortal had three successes. <laughs> <laughs> 
because this oh. is social combat. <laughs> Oh, and I funny. was like, yeah, it, 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 there is, I mean, there's a chance. Uh, so he takes two um, willpower damage, um, mm. half and, and all that. He tries to get, like, you know, take your, your hand off. Um, Emphasis on that try. He tries. Um, who sent you? And he and he is a little paler. He's are you remaining in the social combat? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because he, he will. He will. Um uh, can you do yeah. are you changing your tactic? Or are you just holding on strong? I'm gonna I'm gonna as gently as Charlie can press him into the wall by his collar and say, I I said you weren't allowed to ask questions. And uh, uh, I think this time around I am going to use Don. Don. It's done. Don't even do <laughs> I just saw your pool <laughs> of strength plus intimidation plus disgustingness. And, um, and Don... Also, it means that he has to do resolve checks. He is, has he's already at a willpower disadvantage. That's that's going even he's a poor mortal. He he just shuts up as if acknowledging the do not ask questions. And okay. he just looks at you and then towards Jacinta. Lots okay. of rage in his in I'm going to keep holding him against the wall and I'm just going to step out of the way so that him and Jacinta can have a nice civil conversation. But I'm here just to mediate. <laughs> way to mediate. Um, Jacinta? So, as I was saying, I merely wanted to know if you knew anything about the ship here changing hands recently. <clears throat> Nothing concrete. We're changing, we're changing routes. Okay, do tell. Well, we usually go back and forth from the colonies. And, um, and now for this trip, we're going, we're going to, to Europe first and then potentially the Mediterranean, um, but we will get further instructions when we get to you. Okay. Do you know why you were making this change? No. Then where are the instructions coming from? The captain. Okay. Where won't you find this captain now? Probably in town. He's staying in a in a nice place. No. That's not very practical. Can we have an address, maybe? I don't know if it's the exact place. I've just heard the old market. Not very familiar with nice places in the old markets. Are any of you familiar? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pro probably the guy you left at the tavern. Mm. <laughs> okay. And he does tell you, like, me neither. Um, 
Um, I don't, I don't know the city that much. I'm not from around here. Can I give him like a violent shake and then put him back against the wall? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just gonna say, why don't you tell the nice lady your captain's name? Francis. Francis. Jameson. Jameson. Thank you. That wasn't so difficult, was it? Hmm. I'm gonna look to the shadow in the corner of the alley and say, do we have any more questions for him? Um... mortal <laughs> um Kraken will step out of the shadows um, looking at the man and say you've seen strange things on that ship haven't you he nods Tell us. We're on, on shore. Because a woman was brought on board a few nights ago. And um, they've kept us away from the ship. A little strange for a ship, ship's crew to not be allowed on the ship, isn't it? What's even stranger are the barrels of blood that in cow's blood all the time. Hmm. Did you see this woman? Can you give us a description of her? Yes, yes, I did get a good look at her. She, she's not that old, you know, actually, I thought she was, she was a maiden, but no, she, she must be, she's the, the age of a, a well-to-do married woman, AKA around mid twenties, late twenties. Um, she have, has black wave hair. And a small nose. She's so white. Pale. I thought she had scurvy or something. Then hmm. she would have been looking more yellow. She she looked ill. Um she's yay high. About six uh, five six. Um and um and she always walks as if she knew the men were looking at her. and she wanted to give them a a good show she has a very low and raspy voice as if wanting to seduce your play with your mom She's trouble. 
that woman is trouble. Do we know an anarch fitting this description? Nope. Sounds like Camarilla shit to me. <laughs> Are you saying that out loud in front of the no. sailor? I didn't. That's just me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice save, Elphase. Nice save. <laughs> okay. Does she have a name? Um, well, Captain called her Ariana. Can I go now? Look at the Charlie. Well, we have a captain. We have a witch. We have a ship that's been put off course. <sighs> I'm going to look at Jacinta and I go, can I buy you dinner? And then I'm going to smash his head against the wall. <laughs> I think I quite like that. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I'm just checking the Chronicle Tenants. I think nothing on the Chronicle Tenants does go with this. It's not cruel. I'm putting him out of his misery. Mm, that's the thing. Okay, so oh, big parenthesis. Um, the Chronicle Tenants for this... I mean, I cannot believe I didn't do it at the beginning. <laughs> so, as usual, blood on the... <clears throat> Severn has um, different chronicle tenants for each era, but the pervasive one is going to be my faction right or wrong. So that is across the eras, every time that's our chronicle tenant. Then we have two more chronicle tenor tenants. Traders never prosper, which might be one of the main reasons that Mike was so adamant to not betraying the trust of his uh, <clears throat> ship and crew. And cruelty is for the weak. And um, do you have any sort of... <clears throat> because you could have let him go. You could have, like, pummeled him. Do you have any convictions that can help you, you know, ching, shield yourself against... I mean, it's not going to be a, a, a stain storm, but it's going to be stain-worthy. I think I have, if they will not respect me, they will fear me. And this guy has been a little shit for a while. Yeah. But also, I guess I am not, like, torturing or him or anything. I'm just caving his head in. It's gonna be fast. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't realize she was trying to kill him. I thought she was just kind of shoving him. But if I, if Jacinta <laughs> knows that she's going no. to kill him, Jacinta... No, it's Stop, if the, she there are no outward signs of that happening. Okay, yeah. Uh, it just it just happened. <clears throat> the she, that Charles flattens the head, the face of this man in the in the head, against. He just flattens, just caves it in. Uh, you do get one thing. You you manage to sort of like, ting. They say, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because that's a, there's not many people that will carry your reputation that are not kindred because the only people surviving in this. Is, two of them but eventually they might say anything around it it's like yeah yeah don't mess with charles strike kraken <laughs> uh, would be like jesus charlie <laughs> uh, jacinta would say um, that was kind of like, 
sorry. Uh, I just say uh, that was a little unnecessary. I may have to rethink dinner. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyone going back to talk to, well, to to ask um, Zachariah uh, about the information that you've got, if he has, because he does know the city very well. Yeah, yeah we we're gonna go to collect the guy with the single brain cell between all four of us, <laughs> and then. <laughs> I also kind of want to point out that, like, we're going back to collect Zachariah. Meanwhile, I probably have one hand that is just like covered in blood, and it's like we got information. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is exactly what I so, want. Yes, yes, you got information. Yeah, well, Jacinta is the one that's gonna walk inside. The, the inn and look for you and you immediately you say hey well thank you very much now I have to other business to attend to this is one of my associates it's introduced everybody's quite pleasant uh, it's a very short like a very uh, fast uh, thing and then all of a sudden you're outside and Charles has well his hand and one side of his clothes are splattered with blood and I don't know what I expected. But... <laughs> because basically, so, the, uh, as, you walk, out? <laughs> as you walk out, Jacinta will say, like, we we have information, and then you see. I don't know the... what I expected. <laughs> Never Wait, mind so that. We need, we need your knowledge. Of, you, so, you what did, so what did you find out? So what did you find out? We have the name of the captain, Francis Jameson. Does that ring any bells for me? Um, nope. Well, uh, yes, he's the captain of the yeah, Midnight Okay, so, so nothing changed in it. He's not no. in any way, uh, he's not a ghoul of, uh... No, not, not that you know of. Okay. Hopefully it won't be. Yeah. Uh, and we know roughly where to find him. He's staying in a well-to-do place in the, the old square. Mm, yeah. Perhaps uh, you may know such, such a place. I do. Uh, anything about the uh, uh, about the magic stuff? So you know? Oh, about the magic stuff. Yeah, I thought you were yeah. asking. No, no, yeah, I the... do. I wasn't asking you. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Hi. the uh, the crew have been sorry, Kraken. No, go on, go on. The the crew have been kept away from the ship, um, and a woman has been seen on board. Um, she sounds like she may be kindred. Um, described as pale, uh, uh, described as uh, her name um, is Ariana. Do you recognize that name? No, at all? no, yep. Perhaps uh, be... uh, you know where she's staying. No, on we board. Don't. We should speak to the captain, I think. Yes, that will be the yeah, she's staying on, uh, on board, uh, Charlie. And, and yes, you should be, speak to the captain. Well. I mean, if you want to. Yeah. Are you going to look for him tonight? Or are you going to uh, chase him? You... Not too late. About... It's past midnight. Then I could... Then I could expect the captain to still be twinking, basically. Probably. Yeah. Then I'd... Uh, motion for others to uh, accompany, accompany me to meet the captain. Okay. Um, you take your your carriage. coach, so your carriage. So it's not a big deal. Also, for 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 the rest of you, it's 
it actually makes a difference to have a carriage. You can get faster to play. You can do multiple things in a single night instead of trying to make everything happen in one place and then leave other stuff for another, another night. You also don't have to walk. <laughs> the, <laughs> the place where um, uh, Captain Francis James... I would, uh, I would stop the carriage at some place where uh, Charlie could uh, clean his side off in some way oh, or yeah, form. Yeah, yeah. We're going to stop at mine. I'm going to get a clean shirt and jacket and then we're yeah. going to keep okay. going. <laughs> the, the place is at the, uh, the well, Quaker? 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 Quaker. Quaker. Quakers, yeah. Uh, near the Quaker's workhouse. So it's not like a super posh place, but it's, it's uh, near the, the old market. There is the, the Quaker's workhouse and the Quaker's meetings. Um, there are sort of east of the of the of the old market and uh, and of course I give you an idea that getting into that place is going to be kind of complicated because if he's staying there most likely Francis Jameson is a Quaker not likely that they're going to let you in past midnight aren't Quakers pacifists too Mm -hmm. Captain, that's a pacifist. Now that's something. A Quaker on a ship like that. That's an interesting turn of events. Quakers don't sound like the type that uh, Toreadors keep around. Also not exactly the type that carry too many slaves. If I remember correctly, Quakers were um, abolitionists. Uh, yes. Some of them, yes. Yes, and the Black Horse is currently a slave ship. And and that is that is actually quite quite. A bit. It's, it's nice that you you saw through it, uh, instead of being um, Zachariah with a roll. Um, when you get there and you see where he's staying, or then you're having this conversation. Um, Sakuraya says, this is, this is very odd. He works on a slave ship. Yet he's here at the Quakers. And, and immediately that, this connection is brought up. You are now very aware that either he is not, um, a Quaker, he's just pretending to be one, or at least uh, pretending to profess religion in that way. Or this is an ambush. Can I have wits plus alertness rolls from everybody? Uh, the strongest combination. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see those roll. Wits plus alertness. Ooh. See? Not so big the dice fools now, right? No one's going to now, right? So we have one, two successes for Sakuraiah. One success for Kraken. Two successes for Jacinta. Uh, not phone. Um, four successes from 
Raven-Eyed Charlie Shry. Okay. And this is where it gets interesting. Because uh, Charlie is the only one who will have a chance to um, to react um, during the first round of this three-round Royal Rumble. Let's see how you make it out of it. From the side of the street, right on the on the way to the Quaker workhouse, from the bushes of a very nicely trimmed garden, jump five figures. All of them jump on you. Um, I'm just going to ask Cedar. What is her? What is Charlie's first instinct? They are all coming at you. Some of them, like, um, what do we call it? Like empty-handed. One of them claws out, um, and a couple of them with knives, and then in short, short, um, very short swords or very long knives, depending on how you want to think of it. Sorry, did you just say claws? One of them, yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, Charlie's first instinct is to step in front of Jacinta. Mm hmm. And he's going to um, probably turn on Dread Gaze and see if he can slow them down. Okay. Dread Gaze is it, remind me, um, just a one target thingy, or, or can it be applied to multiple people? Ooh, 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 ooh. I no, think it's no. probably a... I think it's single target. Let me try and find out. Looking as well. I want to say my gut's a single target. A single subject, yeah. Okay, yeah. which one? Then whoever is closest to us. Whoever is closest to you, one of the guys with a bigger knife. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a big, big bowie knife. Okay, cool. Um... What is the contested roll? So I do my roll on my side. I believe it is... Composure Resolve. For, the for me. Okay. Ultra yeah. plus Resolve. Then you roll. I think yours is with your discipline. I don't... <clears throat> yeah, yours is Charisma Presence. Charisma plus Presence. Cool. Alrighty. Did you roll already? Mm, just sec. So on, if, if if this guy is immortal, then on He's, fail, he'll be able to ask for a turn. Okay. None of them are mortal. Three successes. Two. So... Talk to me, Mitch. What happens if I fail? Uh, so on on a win for the user, um, vampires are unable to act other than their, in their own defense for a turn unless they spend willpower equal to the user's margin of win. Okay, cool. Um, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So I'm just going to go and shish kebab the, the rest of you. Does that sound like an amenable thing? Sure. It's destiny. <laughs> <laughs> it is destiny. Um, 
Oh, that that's a lucky one. Uh, Sakuraya, you take two superficial, half the rounded uh yes. don't need to round it. One superficial. Um on the case of the Kraken. Kraken takes three superficial, half rounded up to two. Um and um <clears throat> Charlie will take two superficial, not half because they're from claws. Oh, sorry, no, that would be three superficial. Claws are plus two, not plus one. Three superficial, not half, and uh, and then another two superficial. Those are half round up, so one. Well, if I have not healed the gunshot wound. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, on the yeah, floor, yeah. folks. What? What's your stamina? Uh, 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 Sorry, what's your health? Uh, uh, um, five. Oh, that's enough. You had three non-half and then two half. So you have four. So oh, you're not even four. impaired. And all of this is superficial. None of this is aggravated. Perfect. Okay. Scared so, me for a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I, I love the one, two, three round combat. So especially when the first round is ambush. <laughs> so we we have like a short combat in our hands. What are you going to do, guys? Just describe what would be your actions, and then we will resolve them in the order of the things in the book. Okay. Uh, um, Zechariah would look at the person that attacked him, try to look him in the eyes, and tell him to lay down on the floor. <laughs> okay. That's my wife. Is it, it looking at someone in the eye in the middle of combat is a is a risky proposition at best. Yes. It is complicated. Um so that will fall into the everything else, so he will have his go first. Yes. Uh before you. Uh Mitch, what is Kraken doing? Um uh, I would also like to uh make a wealth check to heal if that's possible. At the uh, same time. Uh, yeah, in, in your turn, you can do Yeah, um, I'll do that. Can you remind me the rules for bite attacks? I know that yes. they were errated, weren't they? They were errated, but yeah, you just um, reduce the... It's either minus two dice or minus one success. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, I mean, it's just two. It's a call shot, yeah. but call shots, instead of increasing the difficulty, just reduce the number of die you're, do you're rolling. That's it. Okay. Um, I I think I will try to make a uh, a bite, a bite attack at attack. the guy that is attacking me. The one that that just punched you. Mm -hmm. Um, Jacinta. Um, I would activate feral weapons, and I would go for the one that hurt Charlie, probably. Well, there are two, so you can go for those. Yeah, the most threatening one. I'd probably pick a fight with. There's another one with claws, so... That, that guy, yeah. Okay, Charlie? Um, if Jacinta's going ham, then I guess I might as well, too. So I'm just going to pick the opposite guy to what she is fighting and just start pummeling. Okay, cool. So let's start with with you, Cedar. Hmm. Um, um, this guy this has a short sword, right? It has mm -hmm. well, a big knife. And okay. the other one has a 
it claws. Okay. So you're going for the big knife, right? It's going to be yep. a two-way roll. Mm-hmm. Are you going to rouse to heal, rouse to use disciplines, rouse to anything? Um, I'm probably going to... Mm, I'm going to rouse to heal. Okay. If you've got Dawn's up, they have to make a roll to attack you. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Charles Shrike subconscious memory. Everybody has a tiny Mitch in their brain that tells them how to play the game properly. <laughs> okay, yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna add um yeah I'm gonna add my daunt and just see if I can't punch this guy. Yeah, do normal. Give me give me a strength plus brawl then. Since it's a punch. All right. Melee if you're using a knife or something. Uh, nope. Okay. Strength plus brawl. Uh, 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 uh. And I'm going to add daunt. No, daunt, daunt adds to them if they want to attack you. I have to make a roll and get... How many successes? Two. Two. Uh, two. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Ah, rip. Okay. Is that your strength brawl? That doesn't seem right. That, that is... Right. That's not your roll. You roll three dice. It should have added strength. Okay, hold on a second. What? That's better. That, that looks more like you're doing split. I'm definitely spending with power of mine. Um, which turned it from one success to three successes. So you beat me with a margin of two, two, boom, boom. Okay, you're, you're hitting the guy. I mean, you're getting none, which is good. Uh, let's Did go. You want to heal, oh yes, and do a rouse check, please. Mm-hmm. How's Charlie feeling, right? Oh, great rouse check. Oh, he's real angry. Can you do a fury frenzy for me? So it's very <laughs> simple. I would love to. Um, it's very simple. So on Charlie Shrike's character sheet at the bottom, there is a button that you click for frenzy. It'll ask you how much willpower you have. So how much mm -hmm. willpower... Have you spent willpower since we started playing? I have not. Okay. So my willpower is five. Okay, and then submit. And then it'll ask you for your humanity. Mm -hmm. You put that the score. Is... Yep. And then you subtract dice equal to your pain severity, which is in this case one. Tight, 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 tight. Minus one. Okay, okay, you made it. Three successes. <laughs> Things can change very rapidly. I'm, I'm just, just saying. Um, let's go to Claw Town. Talk to me, uh, Jacinta. Okay, so I'm activating feral weapons. I need mm -hmm. to rouse to do that, so I should yep. roll that now. Mm -hmm. uh, ooh, you go up and I hungry. Go hungry. Okay. Um, that is fine, and I will slash claw guy. Okay. Climb. Okay. Um, sorry, is that brawl? There's brawl strength, strength strength plus brawl. Sorry about that. Okay. And I had a two plus modifier. And... <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to willpower that. Okay. 
um, go to your willpower area. Uh, I, you have one, two, three, four, five, five dice that you can so you can reroll up to three. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice! Okay. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, critical, isn't it? Yeah, you just turn your failure into a critical win <laughs> for a total of five successes with against my meager two. Excellent. <laughs> so that's three plus two from the claws. That's five superficial non-half. Yes. And uh, and you're you you get clawed on the side, Charlie. And I'm hearing myself coming back through somebody. No, nope, it's me. It's me. It's me. I, I can hear it as well. I can hear it as well. Okay. So you're being you claw you get clawed on the side, um, uh, Charlie. And then you you get not stabbed slash, say, um, and um, from the side as you are punching the guy that is in front of you, life. Jacinta just shows up and with her claws she rents the guy from gut to shore, cross. I think I think you is your. Microphone is the one that is making the feedback. Cedar, sorry, you're is a speaker. I have my headphones plugged in. So while we, so checked, while on we that, checked on that, yes, yes, it is you. I see the flashy thingy on the mm. um, um, Kraken. Mm -hmm. Your turn. Sweet. Uh, so I'm making a bite attack, which is a I don't know what the dice pull is for that. A strength plus brawl. Strength plus brawl. Do you... You don't get any sort of bonus for being hunger zero, do you? Or do you? You get zero hunger dice. <laughs> and minus two, because it's a bite attack. Okay. Uh, I am, I'm going to rouse for this. Um, okay. You add those those dice to your brawl, and then you rouse, do the rouse check afterwards. Yeah. So I'll just subtract one, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Doo -doo -doo. I can see the dice coming. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, it's, I it's only a bite attack. Yeah. 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 <laughs> only two activated damage. Just a little bite. <laughs> I think. I think the only well, reason I feel. Win. Well, is because I rolled three successes, and I did fail. My which was check. not like super amazing. You fail. You go to hunger one. Mm -hmm. You had to pay a price. Oh no! You yeah, but I mean that. But the critical win will give you something, and I am a very good like a, an advocate of. For example, right now the person that is fighting with uh with Jacinta is impaired. Regardless, like even if they heal some of the superficial, she critted them, so the impairment remains for an additional round. That is the effect of the critical. In the case of of Kraken, you have a hold on the guy. You can feed from him. You can, as long as you don't want to leave it, he will have to crit win to, like, unless you choose to let go or you die. He has to create win on the opposed check to get rid of you. 
So you're okay. pretty much now like a pit bull. Does that make sense? Nice. <laughs> and Sakuraya will get um, slightly skewered, but it's with a small knife. Don't worry about it. I promise I will have like 7,000 success. One, two, two. So that's <laughs> three, three because the knife adds, yeah. uh, but it's, it's half rounded up to two, two superficial. Yeah, and I tell him, lie down and stay uh, down. Okay, do the do the roll. Um, First the rouse check or after the roll? The rouse check. The rouse check is after the roll. Okay, uh, but the roll it will come. Uh, the roll will have a, a minus one penalty because of you trying to. I get will rouse check that. The thing is, I do in melee, so it's like kind of yeah. easy. Yeah, I will browse check for it. Uh, you will browse. Yeah, you will nice. do a blood search. Oh, okay, yeah. so that will cancel the penalty. Yeah. Okay, beat me. Come on, I want to see you beat me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I will reroll that. Oh shit! I have three dice to reroll. Oh, you're rerolling. Oh shit! Yes. <laughs> I thought we were even. No. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Finally! No! <laughs> Please don't. He looks at you really, like, oddly. It's like. But, like, nothing changes. He's just. You, you say, you know, lie down and stay down. And the guy just tries to get a, another stab at you. He does feel the thing, but he. He, he just calls away. I get one hungry. And you get hunger. Okay. Actions before we move on. Oh, man. Let's go. Charlie, action. Oof. Um, I guess if Jacinta's taking care of this guy, I'm just going to like look at her and just like, Charlie has this look of complete delight on his face at her, her claws and her bloodshed. And then he's going to let that guy go because he's taking care of her and just turn to move towards whoever is attacking crap. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think I think he's probably just going to take out his knife and just try and gut the guy. Because if Kraken's got him in a hold, then he's easy. Mm. Well, there, there's the guy you uh, dread gaze that he's going to be coming this round. Yes, also another guy stepping <laughs> me. <laughs> Um, Jacinta, I, I assume you remain with the same target, or you go for another target? Um, yeah, I'm gonna try and finish him off, but I'll activate Dawn as well, just for the hell of it, because, um, she can kind of smell his fear, and she's really enjoying it, so she wants to intensify that. My so. final woman. I have to try <laughs> That was just me on the inside. <laughs> okay. Kraken? Um, if... If I'm getting help with it, like if Charlie is coming over to attack the guy that I'm holding, then I will try to make him as easy a target as possible. Okay. Like I would just like grapple him and like try and hold him back so that he's just easy picking. Okay. Uh, Sakuraya? I'll have to try the same thing again and uh, heal again. Don't you have like a like? Didn't you have a, a gun or, or or a knife or something? Right, I have right, right. I have a. You had like a flintlock flint gun, pistol. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm, oh, right. I'm gonna pull that out and basically point blank in his face. 
I'd hope that it does anything. I mean, actually, that makes it you go first in the round. Because you're in those bouts, and then you go like down, stay down, and you give a couple of steps back. Then immediately you just train a, 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 a gun to his face. Um, I will allow it to be a two-way row mm. instead of you shooting at the static difficulty one. Um, but he will be able to dodge. Basically, you're so close that he will try to dodge it. But that oh, means okay. that he's not going to be trying to skewer you. Nice. Nice. Silver linings, right? Yes. You go first. You yes, do. I'm uh, gonna pause for this. It's composure, right? Uh, composure plus firearms. Uh, yes. If you're ro if you're rousing. One die extra dice. Uh huh. Nice. Okay, so your check is four successes. Nice, and it was check. To my dexterity plus athletics. Ah, oh, shit. It's with athletics, right? Yes, it's athletics. Sucks. You you hit him. You hit him. Um, with a margin of two. And and that is a, a gun. So that's plus three damage. For a total of five. Half. Round it up. Three. three. So three damage. Uh, you you try to shoot him in the face. You try and end up shooting him like around the neck or the collarbone. Something yeah. that would have like probably kind of killed somebody if he was a mortal. If he was a mortal, but it's enough damage. Um, what we're gonna do is give me a roll. Um, no, actually, you don't give me a roll. Uh, the guy is grappled, uh, so you don't need to give me a roll, Mitch. Uh, what is your brawl? Uh, my brawl is three. Okay. Charlie, do me a strength plus melee because you have the the knife. Mm -hmm. uh, you will add one success to the total, so you don't need to add bonuses, dices, or thingises. Well, I have no melee, so it's just strength. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That is four successes. Um, plus the plus the Mitch special. All of that is damage that I'm adding. He's not in a two way. I just want to see how much you can like gut him, and that is enough to torpor him because he already had aggravated damage from Mitch's butt. Okay. And uh, Jacinta, mm -hmm. your turn. Yep. Yes. Okay. Contested, and now I'm gonna gonna rouse. Oh. Gonna rouse because this guy wants to get it on. Okay, I can rouse, can't I? Yeah, you can. I'll I'll rouse. No, it's okay. You don't you don't need to. You, oh, um, the rouse check is after the roll. It ah. will. When you do a blood search, it will give you an extra success. Okay. An extra success, not an extra die. So you do your strength plus roll. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not a messy critical. You can reroll. I can, but my willpower is dangerously low. <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, but you could kill him. Or at okay. least torporize him. 
I, I will go for it in that case. Let's do it. Uh... Wow, okay, that was kind of oh. disgusting. <laughs> because... <laughs> but the thing is that I, I had three successes. So now you're beating me by a margin of three plus two of the claw. Wow. So you're <laughs> literally feeling his track with aggravated damage. That is the definition of torp. And after three rounds, a fight that was supposed to be five versus four with ambush ends up with two people in torpor, one like one loud gunshot that like is bringing people to a to hold. And and they are now three. Slightly damaged, not too much. So you make quick, you, you dispatch them quickly. All of them torporized. Um, <clears throat> or at least defeated. You take them all down. You take the... I, I would assume you take the news to Deirdre that you were investigating this and you were ambushed. You were attacked by a group. I mean, I kind of assumed that we would take one of the Torpod vampires with us, yeah. right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I would assume that you would I would assume we, we, take, we put all of them in the carriage. Yeah, in the carriage, yeah. yeah. Um, can I have one, fi uh, one, one final witch plus alertness from everybody roll before I do the Continue with the narration. <laughs> oh my god. We are it's not the club. <laughs> it's the club of the blind people. So we have two successes from Charlie and Sakuraya. How do I roll two successes on this? <laughs> <laughs> Do on the hunger die. Yeah, no, yes. don't question it. Well. <laughs> don't, don't just let it happen. Okay. So it's, it's the time you take. You go. You go to Deirdre. You put the torporized people. Like a few rounds later, you're torporizing one or two more, and uh, and taking someone probably very beaten. You take them to Deirdre. Say these are the people attacked us. Um, Deidre asks you to put them below in the cellar. Um, and then tells you that everything that is going on with the road is kind of at odds at the moment. There was, there was further developments to what had occurred with the current situation. We are on the brink of war. A group of anarchs that were unhappy with what happened tried, and I do emphasize, tried an ambush on the Camarilla, specifically the sheriff, possible. Escape by the skin of his teeth. Not before taking a few down, and rightfully so. He was assaulted. 
it was it was aggression that needed didn't need to happen. So this is the revenge. It's it's complicated. A group of anarchs made the wrong first move, and now we we are going to struggle to make this right. I need to ask a few of you favors. Um, if if you can make sure that the rose is taken out of the piers, just take it away. I don't I don't know why it's taking away. No. As as soon as you can take it, that you, is not a problem. Um, I don't know, Kraken, Charlie, talk to your people. Um, Zachariah, make it happen. It will happen. Go in, storm the place, steal the rose. Cinta, I need you to to just be patient with the city. I'm, I'm really sorry. If you had. Okay. If you have anyone to to hold up with during these times, I don't want to be asking too many favors of you since you're new. But if you want, if you have anyone you know that you can go and spend a few nights with them in safety, I would recommend it. Anyone comes to mind? Uh, no one immediately, but I'm I'm good at hiding. I'm sure I'll find somewhere. Excellent. Thank you for. You can have a place with me if you need it. Thank you, Charlie. That's much appreciated. Well, Charlie's going to be kind of busy doing the the height can, of the rose. She can stay at mine. <laughs> I would um, offer a guest room in my house, but I yeah. guess it's a rather high profile target. <laughs> um, I'm not bragging. You, um, you do get a a summons, um, Jacinta from, um. Valeria, mm -hmm. you had been talking to her weeks, a few weeks past, and now this whole situation is making making waves. For Zachariah, it's not a big problem. He moves money as and uh, in inspection is called off. Yeah, inspection. Uh, some people, uh, some uh, guns, knives, men are supplied to Kraken. That exactly. Thank you very much. So, for Krakens and Charlie's clicks, gunpowder, guns, um, weaponry, and even other hired arms, come. He moves money as people move air in their lungs. Effort. Things literally happen in a blink of an eye. And then Kraken and Charlie have a small sort of commando group that goes in, captures the rose, and what do you know? It's absolutely clear to go on the Avon Ribbon all the way to the Avon Mouth and out the Severn Estuary before the night is done. And it's not, and it's probably not even reported as stolen, just as sudden, no. sudden, suddenly bought by an anonymous. No, no, it's not going to be reported as stolen. Yeah. Now, Jacinta goes to see Valeria. Uh, yeah, Valeria. 
you you are taken to the to the reception by one of the servants and you're waiting there um your shirt has a little bit of splatters of blood but it's not yours standard uh, it's, it's, it's exactly standard gang she's coming out and she's having a conversation um with her sire but you hear the conversation before it reaches you I told you you moved too soon where are we going to put him now I make sure that they buried him in his grounds I'll, I'll send the coordinates somewhere and then they reach and look at boy oh boy you were not supposed to hear that. Before Justin knows it, Ian Thorpe is in her face with a stake through her heart. He gently lays her down. And she can be faintly aware of what's going in the back. Faintly, ever so slightly, with a very little bit of power. That I say we kill her. No. We didn't kill Roger. We don't kill her. We'll just bury her somewhere else. No, make the preparations. I leave for Germany now. And that is the story of the disappearance of Roger Smith. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. It was lovely to have you guys. Thank you very much. I hope that you're happy, Mitch, that Kraken got back the rose. I hope that <laughs> yeah, you're happy. Yeah. Charlie, that you got to kill many a slaver, uh, except the one you wanted to kill, because the one the one you wanted to kill actually made your life easier. Sakuraya, yeah. loved it. Elthings, thank you very much. Love the character, love the concept, loved everything. Jacinta, amazing character. And rest assured that now that Jacinta has been staked together with Broyer Smith, she will be around for Blood and the Severn. She is one of the characters that will survive all the way to 2008, the time Roger is um, rose from his torpor as one of his representatives. So thank you very much for watching. Thank you, everybody that has been uh, uh, supporting us through this time. Thank you to my lovely players. Thanks to all our disaster goals. Thanks to Peter, because he's been taking care of me while I am all over the place. <laughs> and... He made dinner and that pasta olin is so good. Um, and thanks to our patrons to, for making this happening. Special, super special, amazing shout out to the wonderful artist Sidar with Menayel because she did the art of our characters. And um, I hope you liked it. I will see you guys next week for the season finale of season two, Blood on the Tamasis. Until next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>